Good morning, people. How are we doing? Welcome into Game On, a little morning espresso shot edition. Here's what we got planned for today's show. <clears throat> As you can tell by the title and thumbnail, we've got some Tom Brady and Giselle bunch of news. We're going to get into that first, of course. Then we're going to hop over to the Sweet 16 starts today. Uh, I'm going to give you my opinion and picks for the four games today. And then we're going to focus on the NBA. Mark Cuban is protesting the loss last night to the Warriors. Um, I didn't know this, but you can actually protest a game and have success in the NFL or in the NBA. Uh, you could actually uh, be validated in that protest. We're going to get into what that is. We're going to look at the scores last night in the NBA and look at the games today for the NBA, see where the sharp action is, see where the money is coming in at. And then we're going to finish up with a um, little uh, NFL draft talk as the Panthers went out and visited C.J. Stroud, along with a lot of other teams, in his pro day yesterday. And I've uh, got a clip for you of how he did at his pro day. But if you haven't already, make sure you like this video, share out there, subscribe to the channel, especially over on, if you're over on Rumble. We love Rumble. Rumble is awesome. And uh, you guys are great over on Rumble. So make sure you like this video over there and uh, subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Doing these shows every morning, uh, 5.30 a.m. on the Pacific time. Just doing a little quick recap of what's going on in the sports world. Quick stream, trying to keep it underneath a half hour. That's the plan going forward. And we've had a lot of success this week. I've really enjoyed it. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. I'm going to try to do the show. Uh, I will put notice out there. Actually, you'll you'll know because there will no be no preview stream link for the show. But I'm gonna try to do the show. The problem is going to John Wick Four tonight, late night, opening night. John Wick Four. Not gonna get home till about one in the morning. So we will see how it goes tomorrow. But I am going to try because we got a lot to talk about tomorrow too. We got the second half of the Sweet Sixteen games, and you know whatever else comes up and what we got to look forward to for the weekend in the sports world. So. That is my plan. Let me just make sure everything is up and running and looking beautiful right now. And it is over on Rumble once again. Shout out to Rumble. Love everything over there. Okay, people. I know what you guys are waiting for. Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. Tom Brady and Giselle. As we know, that was the big talk this offseason. Uh, their divorce. All right, their divorce. Well, here we are. We got... Giselle, Giselle came out, uh, and it released on Wednesday. Apparently, she had done this a uh, couple months back, a little bit after Tom Brady had lost in the NFL playoffs. But she's talking about Tom. She did a Vanity Fair uh, magazine interview. They went into a whole lot of details about her, her, you know, her life, what's going on right now. Um, her, it, there was a ton of stuff in there. Obviously, a big portion of it was the Tom Brady divorce. And, you know, it was one takeaway from it that was interesting was she was said, which I, a lot of people want to say that Tom threw away his, his marriage to go play in an NFL season, which they had a terrible season. And they're saying that's what you came back. That's what you gave up your family for. She came out and said that was a bunch of lies. Uh, that is only part of the reason there was a lot more to it of why they ultimately ended up getting divorced. But the biggest takeaway from it is uh, at least according to her in the article is that she says 
she roots for no one uh, more than Tom. She wants Tom to be super happy. She still loves Tom and that they are on really good terms. But uh, as you can see in here, uh, this is what's been going around, though. This is what's been clipped out of all that. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot. I, I just scrolled through the the uh, the actual um, article this morning, and it's massive. But this is uh, one thing she had to say is that she actually did watch Tom's uh, playoff game. She watched it, and she was not rooting on the Dallas Cowboys. As a lot of memes were going out there saying that, you know, she's probably rooting them on, that she's got a little... Um, little magic, a little voodoo going on Tom, and, and that's why they played so poorly this season and in the playoffs. But here she came out, and she knows she's infam infamous for standing up for Tom uh, when when they were married. Uh, when they lost the Super Bowl, she famously came out and said, my husband can't throw and catch the ball at the same time, uh, blaming Tom's teammates. Well, here in their divorce, after they've been divorced, she's still standing up for Tom. She says, I think he did great under the circumstances that he had. I mean, he had no offensive line as the Bucks lost to Dallas 31-14 in the playoffs. So she's still standing out there, standing up for Tom Brady, which would go along with her, what she said in the article, that she still cares about him and that she's still um, uh, supporting him and wants nothing but the best for him. Now, I'm wondering, why is she saying this? You know, there is that option that she still cares about him. My wife says it's because, you know, that's the mother, uh, the father of her children. So she's going to be supportive of him and whatnot. But I'm like, man, from all the stuff that we saw out there about, you know, and they were just rumors. We don't know if they're true or not, but that, you know, their divorce, you know, she divorced him, that he chose football over her and she was bitter and all, all that. And she was ready to move on. And I just can't help to think, why would she throw this out there? Why would she throw that out there in the article? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking she wants to, this is what women do. Come on, let's be real. She wants to leave it out there. She wants to give Tom a little bit of hope. She doesn't want Tom to go out dating any other women. She wants him to give a little bit of hope that there's still a second chance between these two. And she's not jumping at This is a little nugget she's putting out there. This is just my opinion. This is my opinion. She put a little nugget out there saying, hey, Tom, look at I, I, you know, I was still rooting you on. I'm still looking at you. I still care about you. Give him a little bit of hope just to keep him thinking that there's a chance. Now, she's not going to act on it because, look, at Tom's retired. And so that's the first step of like, oh, look, you retired. Maybe maybe there is a chance of time for us to work on us now and the family. But she's not ready to dive in yet because the new season isn't here yet. Until it's, the new season is officially here and Tom Brady isn't even on a team, you can't, you, you know, you can't you can't do that because if, if they start trying to get back together and Tom Dom goes back to football, pfft, you're right back where we started. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Do you think Giselle just genuinely cares about him and everything's all it, it's just they're going to be civil with each other and get along going forward, but uh, they're, they're going to go their own separate ways or she putting a little hint out there to Tom saying, hey, we can maybe give this another shot. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Um, so that's where we're at with the Tom Brady and Giselle news. Uh, let's get into, listen, we got sweet 16 action. We have sweet 16 action and here are the odds. We're going to go through the games. I'm going to give you the odds. Let's see. Ah, uh, Tony Clifton says she has zero chance. You think Tom's moving? You know what? I think you're right. 
I think you're right. Um, good morning to you, sir. Uh, yes, uh, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think Tom is, is moving on at this point, but who knows? Who knows? We don't know what's going on in, in their private lives. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Sweet 16 action starts today. Let's get into these games. Michigan State, Kansas State. Michigan State is a one and a half point favorite, staying strong as a favorite. Michigan State, the seventh seed over the three seed. Kansas State is favored. Now, here's my opinion opinion on this game. I'm going with Kansas State, and I'm going to go with Kansas State on the money line. Kansas State uh, is a three-point defending team. They they smother you on the line. Michigan State lives at the three point line. There they they that's how they get their points. They've gotten lucky this tournament by being being able to advance this far, uh, mainly because you know we've had some upsets and whatnot. But be able to advance this far by only shooting eight of thirty from three. If they have a poor shooting night against Kansas State uh, tonight, they're not winning this game, and I don't think they will. Kansas State. Very well coached, very, very good defensively. And uh, this is, you know, Ken Palm has this game as Kansas State favored by one. So I I got to go with Kansas State there. I think the public is all over Michigan State here, and that's why we're seeing them as a favorite. But uh, I'm going to take uh, – you're paying a tax if you take Michigan State. And everyone's riding that Tom Izzo hype. I'm going to go with Kansas State. I think they've got better defense. And I think they're the more no, – no one's counting – you know, everyone's counting them out, right? I didn't even pick them to be in the Sweet 16. So I'm going to roll with Kansas State on this one. Then we got Arkansas and UConn. UConn, four-point favorite over Arkansas. UConn is Ken Palm's fourth uh, best team in the country. UConn is loved by all the analytics. They can do a lot of everything. Um, Arkansas, who knocked off Kansas. I feel like Arkansas knocking off Kansas, that was their big victory. Obviously, they're going to be motivated for this game, but that was like if they lose this game, their season was complete because they knocked off the one seed Kansas. I got to go with UConn on this one. I think UConn's just the better team. Uh, they can they can score inside. They can score from three. They can do it all. And unless they're having an off shooting night, they should be able to roll through this Arkansas team with ease tonight. So I will lay the four with UConn. Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Tennessee is is the number one defensive team in the country. And uh, they showed that by playing against the more talented Duke team in the last round. The more athletic, the better overall team in Duke. And they smothered them. They beat them up. They didn't they only let Duke score 52 points. It was damn impressive. And they've been doing that all season long. Florida Atlantic, meanwhile, they this team can shoot. All right, this team team can shoot, and uh, they're the underdog here. They're the ninth seed. They're not supposed to be here. Uh, the reason why they're here is because they beat uh, FDU, who was the 16th seed, who upset Purdue. Um, I think Tennessee does win this game, but I'm I'm personally rooting on Florida Atlantic, and uh, I I'm, I took the five and a half points and I took them on the money line, even though I do think Tennessee ultimately wins this game. Um, but I'm going to go with the underdog. It's just too much value to me. I'll take the plus five and a half, but I really five and a half. I hate taking five and a half in the, um, in these college basketball games, because, uh, if Tennessee's up late, there's going to be a lot of fouling and, and it's kind of a dead number. That's why I, I like more it from a betting standpoint and value taking Florida Atlantic on the money line, <clears throat> even though I think Tennessee's going to win, 
throw some for Florida Atlantic on the money line. And especially if they're up towards the end of the game or up at half, you can turn around and probably get some plus money value on Tennessee, depending on how big uh, Florida Atlantic is up if they get up. And then you can guarantee yourself a profit. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Tennessee probably should win this one, especially with the way they've been playing defense. But the reason why I'm also fading Tennessee is at the beginning of the season, they did, um, or not the beginning of the season, beginning, beginning of the tournament, they lost their point guard, their starting point guard. So which it was huge because now that takes their best player in their forward and they had to put the ball in his hands, which limits what he normally can do. And I thought that was going to show up and, and affect him, especially against a team like Duke, but it didn't. But I think at some point it is going to. Uh, ultimately affect this team and we might see it here in this game so we will see and then the game of the day in my opinion gonzaga ucla gonzaga a one and a half point dog to ucla um i think that's absolutely crazy i think zaga uh, gonzaga should be favored in this game ucla has a lot of key injuries especially defensively and there's if there's any team that you want to um you want you have defenders for it is Gonzaga. Um, UCLA had a, has had a couple good, great games, but I'm going with the Zags on this one. And one of my favorite bets on this one is Gonzaga first to score 15 points. Gonzaga is the number one team in the nation with 42 points uh, in the first half on average. They score a lot in the first half. They're the best first half team in the nation. Gonzaga going to be motivated for this. The crowd there, yes, it's uh, UCLA has played here a lot. There's going to be a lot of fans there, but Gonzaga fans travel really well. I expect this place to be 50-50. Expect it to be rocking. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to take Gonzaga in this one, but I'm also going to take Gonzaga to be the first of 15 points. So there you have it. That is the Sweet 16. We've got some comments over here. Let's see who's in the house. <laughs> nah, man, Gonzaga sucks in my opinion. Okay. Hey, hey I get it. I get it. But... This they have had a, a rough season, but if you look the last few weeks of the season leading up to the tournament, they have been playing extremely well. They look like the team that was what they were supposed to be all season long and mainly defensively. And maybe if UCLA didn't have two of their best defenders out, I would lean towards UCLA or maybe even take UCLA. But I think you need those defense defenders against a team like Gonzaga. So I'll take Gonzaga in this one. Um, appreciate your opinion though over there watching on Twitch. Finally got some people watching on Twitch. That's awesome. Um, so that's the Sweet 16 matchups. Let me know what you think. Uh, comment on this uh, below. What's your favorite pick of uh, today? Who do you got advancing? Um, who do you got left in your brackets out of this? Because uh, that South region is is a mess. Or no, the East region's a mess. I can't imagine, unless you're a huge Tennessee or Michigan State fan, can't imagine many people had had some of these teams going on to the Elite Eight. So let me know what you have and what you think in the comments below. All right, next up we have, we're going to jump over to the NBA. Before we get into last night's matchups, there was something interesting that happened uh, last night. So Mark Cuban is going to file a protest of the Mavericks' loss to the Warriors. What? What does that mean? So what happened was um, last night in the third, towards the end of the third quarter, uh, there was a timeout and Dallas coming out of the timeout had thought that they were getting the ball. So they lined up on the other side of the court. Well, it was actually the Warriors ball and the Warriors 
inbound it and they had a free dunk because in the Mavericks just standing all around looking at each other like what the hell is going on um apparently there was some confusion coming out of the timeout that uh even the referee was down there and the referee had pointed that it was Dallas ball but actually the referee says no I was saying pointing that it was Dallas's timeout well this confused everyone and that led to a free dunk for the Warriors. And as you can tell, the Warriors won 127-125. And Mark Cuban is going to protest this, saying that that, that uh, was the difference in the game. Um, so here we go. During the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us, Cuban wrote. Then when they saw us line up as if it were our ball, he just gave the ball to the Warriors. Never said a word to us. They got an easy basket. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Cuban went on to call it the worst officiating non-call mistake possible in the history of the NBA, being a little dramatic there, <laughs> a little dramatic. I mean, it was a regular season game. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mavericks coach Jason Kidd contended that official Michael Smith must have thought it was Dallas's ball too because he was positioned on the same end of the floor as the Mavs coming out of the timeout. There was quite a few people out of position. It's correctable, but you first have to admit there was a mistake. They're not making a mistake. So how this works is, according to the NBA Constitution, Cuban must file his protest in writing within the next 48 hours after Commissioner Adam Silver receives the protest. The Warriors will be notified and each team will have five days to file evidence to support his case. Silver, Silver will... Silver will make a ruling within five days after receiving the evidence. Cuban's protest must also, he's got to pay a $10,000 fee, which is nothing to him. Uh, he gets refunded if, if he, he's correct on his protest. The most recent NBA protest uh, was also filed by the Mavericks for their game against Atlanta Hawks on February 22, 2020. The Mavs lost that protest. The last successful protest in the NBA came in January 2008. Um, this is why it's huge, though. This is why he's protesting it. Wednesday's loss dropped Dallas to 36 and 37th, which was some ninth in the Western Conference. The Mavs would have moved ahead of the Warriors, uh, who are now 38 and 36, and into sixth place. So instead of being in sixth place and uh, a leg up on the Warriors, they are now in ninth place. So we will see what happens there. I never knew you could actually challenge and protest games, but apparently you can. And uh, I don't know what I don't know what it means. Though. What, OK, so let's say he wins it and says, oh, yeah, you're right. That screwed up. That's still I mean, yeah, it's a two point game, but this happened at the, in the third quarter. Many things would have gone differently, right? It, that's not to say that it would have been a tie game going into overtime. Plus, you don't even know if you would have won in overtime. So what are they supposed to do? Make it a no contest? That's going to happen. Uh, you you know, just take take a win away from me, you know, take a win and a loss away from each team. No, you can't do anything about it now. So it's just. It's just all for show at this point. But I thought that was interesting. Here we go into last night's game. Nuggets defeat the Wizards and they cover. Had the Nuggets minus seven. Uh, 118 to 104. Jokic had 31 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, trying to make his case for a third MVP in a row. Uh, Knicks lose to the Heat 120 127. I was on the wrong side of that. Jimmy Butler, 35 points, nine assists, and four steals to give the Heat a home win, uh, moving them to 40 and 34 on the season. Pacers defeat the Raptors 118 114. Um, <clears throat> not much going on there. And the Warriors, Mavs, we just talked about that. Warriors get the 127, 125 win. Steph Curry with 20 points. Luka with 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 17 assists. Sixers defeat the Bulls 116-91. 
Um, Rockets lose to the Grizzlies 130 to 125. Um, Ja Morant back in this game, uh, coming off the bench. His first game back scoring 17 points. Uh, Jackson Jr., 37 points and 10 rebounds, leading the Grizzlies to the 130-125 win. Bucks defeat the Spurs. This one was embarrassing. Um, so the Spurs just got their ass kicked the night before. Spurs were an 18-point underdog to a 19-point underdog. And usually in the NBA, you don't teams don't cover those kind of spreads. I took the Spurs thinking, oh, they just got their ass kicked the night before. They're going to come out with a little chip on their shoulder and make it at least competitive or at least a backdoor cover. No, no, and no. As they get blown out by 36 points, Bucks win 130 to 94. Giannis with 31 points and 14 rebounds. The Spurs are just a joke. And they move to 6-29 and 29 on the road. Timberwolves outlast the Hawks 125-124. They do not cover, though. I was on the Wolves as the Hawks coming off of a back-to-back and on the road. Did not work in my favor there, uh, but the Timberwolves do get the win. Trey Young with 29 points and 8 assists. Blazers defeat the Jazz on the road, 127-115. Damian Lillard, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 12 assists. And the Lakers defeat the Suns, which was kind of a shocker to me, but the Lakers, 122-111 win over the Suns. The Suns without Durant and without uh, Aiton and the Lakers, of course, without LeBron. LeBron and, and Kevin Durant, I thought this was crazy when I saw this stat. LeBron and Durant haven't played against each other since 2018. Only one time since uh, LeBron became a Laker have they played against each other, and it was on Christmas Day in his first season. That is bizarre to me, but all right. So that's what we got in uh, NBA last night. Here's what we got in the NBA today. Um, Knicks magic Knicks three-point favorite over the maverick uh magic and uh we got some sharp money early coming in on the magic this is according to the uh action network not many games today probably because there's a sweet 16 going on Cavs and nets Cavs a four-point favorite on the road against the nets sharp action big money and a pro system on the nets nets getting 24 percent of the bets but 69 percent of the money hornets and pelicans uh, Pelicans, eight-point favorite against the Hornets at home. Sharp money coming in on the Hornets. And the last game tonight, Thunder at the Clippers. Clippers are a three-point favorite against the Thunder. And they're going to be without Paul George the rest of the season, which does not bode well for them or their playoff run uh, this season with that Paul George with that knee injury that looked pretty awful. They're hoping to get him back in the playoffs, but too soon to tell. Too soon to tell. And finally... NFL draft. Um, yesterday we had uh let's see. Yesterday we had CJ Stroud's um pro day, and many are speculating uh since the, when the Panthers traded up to get the number one uh overall pick from Chicago that CJ Stroud was gonna be the favorite. Bryce Young had been the favorite to be picked number one overall all off season long until that trade happened. And now they really do think that CJ Stroud is going to be there. Of course, uh, the Panthers had the most scouts there, um, but they are also going to uh, today's pro day of Bryce young. They're going to be down there. The owner was even there last night, which was kind of pretty crazy. You don't usually see owners going to this stuff, but Tepper was there. Um, CJ Stroud showed off, looked really, really good. One thing to note um where is it at? One thing to know about, remember the Panthers just hired Frank Wright and Frank Wright has worked with a lot of quarterbacks in the past. Um, where are we at? Uh, where was it? Okay. 
One interesting thing regarding the Panthers is Frank Reich's history with quarterbacks. He has worked solely with big framed passers who thrive from within the pocket. Because that's, I mean, that's what CJ Stroud is. He's a, he's a bigger, bigger guy, really accurate, and uh, can huck the ball around. Whereas you have uh, Bryce Young, smaller. I mean, the whole thing about him is his size. Is he going to be able to? Uh, translate that into the NFL, but his passing, he's got great touch. He's hes one of the most accurate, if not was the most accurate quarterback in college football last year and, uh, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. But uh, the list that Frank Wright, the list of QBs Frank Wright has worked with is Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, and Matt Ryan. Uh, it's not super rare to work with taller quarterbacks, but it's another nugget. Perhaps it comes into play in the team's decision as Carolina chooses between the six foot three Stroud or the five foot ten Young or the six foot four Richardson and six foot four Levis. Let's just get this out of the way right now. It's either going to be Stroud or Young. It's not Richardson and Levis are not going number one overall. Um, but here's a little clip for you. I want to play this for you guys. Let's share this. So here is um, oh god, hopefully this. Well, let me just zoom in. How about that? Here's a little clip of a little out and up. CJ Stroud drops back out and up. Goes, throws it on a dime. What's that? 40, 45 yards down the field on a dime. Now remember, any all these guys look good in uh in 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 shorts and a t-shirt, right? I mean, but I think CJ Stroud showed he can he can play with what he did uh in the playoffs this last season. I mean, he had a phenomenal game um, and, and looked really, really, really good. Uh, one thing that uh, everyone's making a, a fuss about is CJ Stroud after the game um, or not after the game, after the workout uh, they're Oh God, it went away. Their QB coach um, came up to him and said, Hey, we're going to play a game of basketball. Maybe when you, you, maybe when you uh, move to uh, Charlotte, we can find a court and play a game of horse. Um, I think, Everyone's making a big deal about that, saying this confirms he's going number one overall. I do think he's going number one overall, but I think everyone's looking into that. He says, because, I mean, the main thing he starts there, he goes, he goes, uh, McCown goes, maybe, maybe if, when you move to Charlotte, it's it's not, hey, when when we draft you, I'm going to, uh, first thing we're going to do is go play a game of horse or whatever and find a court. No, he says, maybe when you move to Charlotte. So I think people are just looking into that too much, but, you know, it's fun. It's fun gossip, fun talk. But I do think C.J. Stroud does go number one overall into this year's draft. And that's what we got. That's what we got. Sports news. Quick little show today. Um, hope you guys are enjoying these. Just kind of, I mean, there's not much news going on. NFL free agency kind of has died down. We're still waiting for the Lamar Jackson news. The Aaron Rodgers trade to eventually get done. Hopefully we get it by by the end of this week, by tomorrow. But um we will see, and when we do, I will have a video out for you guys. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, uh, Twitter, wherever you're watching this. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, or just come over to gameon.locals.com where you can get everything all in one spot. It is my sports community, which is free to join. We got a bunch of awesome people over there who just love talking sports, love betting on sports, and if you like making money, that's a place to be because that's what we do. We make money over there off of these games. If you're new to sports betting, it's a great community for you because everyone will help you understand what you need to know, the ins and outs of, of learning about sports betting. So gameon.locals.com, come check it out. And until next time, and hopefully tomorrow morning, like I said, I'm going to go see John Wick tonight. Going to get in uh, super early this morning. I'm going to try to get up and make sure we do this show. 
because we got a lot to talk about tomorrow. Um, but if not, I will have a live stream tomorrow night as well. So once again, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on that. And until tomorrow, talk to you guys later.